Welcome to the first Black Love Bites podcast with me, Joy Francis, and me, Patsy Isles. Join us as we unpick Black British love in all its manifestations. And in this first episode, we keep it nice and simple and talk about love. And so who are we and why are we here? Well, we're looking at Black Britain's love, dating and relationships in the 21st century. And we spent a good number of years looking into this, talking about it like many of us have. And we decided to set up the Black Love Project over dinner with wine and prawns, in my case. Patsy, can you remember what you had? It was in Islington. I can't quite remember what my meal was. There was definitely pasta. Yeah, you enjoying the white wine. And there was, yes, there was was alcohol involved. (laughs) (laughs) And then basically on the back of that, we thought, you know what? We can't even answer these questions about what's happening Mm. with um, Black Britain's gay, straight, trans, older, younger, in terms of their love life, their relationships, um, what they're happy about, unhappy about. And in our wisdom, (laughs) um, we decided, you know what, let's just find out, do our own survey. Yeah, I think for me as well, it was was kind of that, but it was also the whole idea about self-love and it was about um, love between a mother and a, a child and, it was about how, what we knew about love and what we were what we were teaching our children about love as well. So, you know, this 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 became a massive, massive problem, not problem, but a massive project for us, really. Yeah. And also we had to put ourselves front and centre because it's about, OK, we can't be expecting people to reveal all to us and we don't sort of explore this and what it means for ourselves. And just to say, when we say Black Love Bites, we say it with B-Y-T-E-S because this is going to be a digital project and is a digital project. And what we're going to be exploring in this podcast, and it be every month, is unpicking Black British love in all its manifestations, from heterosexual to gay love, from sibling to self-love. And the key question we're asking, how do we love and how do we want to be loved? Big, big questions. Massive, massive questions. <laughs> but it's not going to be serious. It's going to be lively. It's going to be candid. It's going to be heart to heart. Not just, you're not just going to be hearing our voices over the coming months. We're going to bring in special guests as well yeah. to explore how we examine and enjoy Black love. But going back to, you know, why we set up um, the Black Love Project, which is where all this has sprung from, the survey was just a starting point. Let's, you know, let's see what you think. And we're going to refer to some of that because the topic for today is actually love. Now, we've only got, was it 20 minutes, Patsy, to discuss this, you know? I mean, really, we need so much more time than the 20 minutes that we have for the podcast. But you know what? We're going to delve into it and we're going to see what we can come up with in that 20 minutes. And and actually, some of it really is coming from from you guys. You know, it's, it's, it's what you told us in the survey. So we're going to be referring to some of the statistics that have come out of the survey and just some of your your quotes and maybe just have a little discussion around those quotes so um yeah hopefully uh, it will touch on some subjects that that might be of interest and also just to say you know when we say some of you it is not it's, it's you know i think we're being modest we're looking at 900 i mean imagine that 900 black britons from across the country has taken the time to sit down for 10 minutes and and tell us what they think fantastic and, and so what we're going to do, I mean, Patsy's got some interesting commentary here because just to say, it's not just a survey. We we have focus groups with people. We went to different festivals, went to Bristol Pride and London Pride and people filled in these gorgeous cards that we've 
got to say what you know they saw about black love but what i want to do first is actually is is to look at when we talk about love straight away you think oh romantic love but the starting point really has to be about who where do we get our cues from we know and you know without question we're not seeing ourselves reflected in tv mm. um in films you know in books um even in adverts in terms of we see black couples of any manifestation be an affectionate with each other and i think it's really important to say that you know this podcast is, is about the black british experience it really is i mean we, we mentioned it earlier but just that kind of reinforcement i think is really important because you know things are changing we're seeing lots lots of these images coming out of hollywood there's lots of people kind of breaking through and really this podcast was to try and balance that mm. you know we want to look at black love from from this side of the of the the great ocean you know and and, and kind of delve into that a bit so so yeah it's important i think just to, mm. to kind of add that bit in and so parents okay so why am i talking about parents and we're talking about love essential because our relationships with our parents be it mother father uh either or both is so crucial to how we engage with love and you know self-love or how we are uh, the significant other and what was really really interesting in the survey is that when we asked you know what, what was your relationship like with your mother and one of the options was you know loving another one was distant and 60 percent said yep their relationship with their mother was loving whereas only 35 percent said their relationship with their father was loving and i think critically 73% of those who filled in the survey said they did not see their parents being openly affectionate towards each other. Mm, a really, really big percentage. And actually, if I think about my own experiences, it was the same. You know, I, I kind of, I never really saw any of this kind of physicalness between my parents. And, and if I think about it, lots of the, the, the friends' houses that I went to was, was the same, you know. And, and, but it was, it was a kind of a, an interesting one because you'd see images of people on television in these relationships, in these kind of nuclear families, and you would see that kind of um, interaction. And I began to wonder, is this something that is really unique to us? Mm -hmm. You know, so it was, it was interesting to see that in the survey, actually, because it was reflecting what, what maybe I'd had a, a, um, an instinctive kind of, feeling uh, that was was the case but um to see it in kind of black and white was really interesting a lot of the time we were shown love through food i know oh. if in my house it's food yes and oh, the, the yes. more the food is on the table what food? What food? oh yeah oh you Tell know me, what's, what's well, well the thing is well it, now my mum is cooking sushi and god knows what else <laughs> but when i was growing up it was all you know it was like um too much rice you know there was so much rice on the plate um friday was uh, what we call English night. Uh -huh. So it was fish and chips, burgers when I used to eat meat. Um, and corn the rest beef? of the week, I loved corned beef I and hash. Then, beef. then, on oh, the old days, in the old days. See, look, look, see, look, see the, see the adrenaline and the endorphins are, are, are rising now. See, because of the connection with food. That's right. And the only reason why, and, and I think that my mum and my dad, because I didn't really see my mum and my, my, my birth father being remotely affectionate with each other. Uh, always well dressed, you know, they communicated pretty well, but that wasn't there. Whereas my mum remarried, gosh, nearly 40 years ago now. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. And they laughed. He was, he's so affectionate. He's, he's very romantic. He brought that side out of her. Mm. No matter what happens, you know, with this podcast, love underpins or our perceptions and misperceptions of love is going to underpin it. 
But I think, and I've all, I myself was always a very loving child. Mm. I, I used to run up to, sh- that was a bit of a problem. You know, we go <laughs> shopping and then my mum has lost me on more than one occasion because I was there chatting to the security or guard, hugging, hugging people. <laughs> and then she said, do you want people to think that, that, that you know, um, you're being treated badly at home? Because it's almost like I want them to adopt me, but yeah. it wasn't. And I've always been curious about people. And there's a point, at some point that shifted I think, you know, maybe after the divorce, you know, um, with my parents, even though I was very happy about Mm. that. Um, But then when, and then when um, my stepdad came onto the scene, Alf, you know, gave him such a hard time. Shout out to Alf. Yeah, he's so lovely. You know, gave him such a hard time. He was brilliant with me. And it's through conversation, you know, but I've always been affectionate, I'm very tactile, but a lot of the time it's conditional. Mm. And it is about what you see, you know, and not seeing anything on screen. And most of it was coming to me through James Baldwin, American books, not even British books. And so you end up without, you know, unconsciously, you you view it suspiciously. Yeah, I think you're right. And and also, I think it's this perception about what love is supposed to be, Mm. you know, like, is love supposed to be this, you know, this knight on this horse that kind of comes riding through, you know, and he's got the roses and he gets down on one knee and whatever. And, And I think that there was actually a quote that was in the survey about, you know, this perception of love. And actually that someone said that they didn't, they realized that love wasn't like it was in the movies mm. you know and, and actually you know love is is an everyday thing it's not something that you can kind of you know switch on and switch off it's there all the time we have to kind of work with this mm. and and it's true what you say because we learn from what we see mm. you know this is something that I I'm, I was always aware of in my uh, in my previous marriage um, in terms of showing my daughter, you know, because I was always aware that she was, she would be watching how we interacted. And I remembered what it was like for me when I was watching my parents interact. And you, you're not even recognizing that you are learning mm. because it's something that is, it just happens sub- subconsciously. Um, and it's only when you enter your own relationships, you then have to start to navigate that, yeah. you know, and navigate those lessons, those unspoken lessons. And that's the thing. So it's funny because you said about what we see is also what we don't see. I think that that we, I'm being look. You know, when I'm saying I'm using the royal we. Okay, so don't feel <laughs> that you know. Don't be writing into us telling us that that's not me. I'm just saying that you know most of the people that I've spoken to over the years, I've been around a while. You know, I'm in the you know the fifth century now. Sorry, century. Hear me, fifth decade. My <laughs> God, I'm aging myself. I, I feel old that you? old. You know, I, I look. I like supernatural. You know, past lives. So I feel like. Um, watching too much Buffy I feel like I'm 5,000 you know 500 years old but actually no I'm, I'm, I'm in my early 50s and I think that um, you know you always have to reflect and if you're in a position to have the conversations even with sometimes ex-partners or uh, with your parents and even your siblings about that you know and, and I and I always do um, have a chat and to say look you know why didn't this happen or why what you know was that my imagination and I think if you're you know it's a real privilege to be in that position and if you're lucky enough seriously chat to people who are in your life and that maybe there's some regrets or misunderstandings because it will offer clarity and you know again same thing parents said they didn't see it yeah. and it's seen as a weakness and it leaves you vulnerable and it puts you in a situation where you're going to be at a disadvantage and a lot of the experiential stuff that came out of the survey people said that a lot of what between what we have reading between the lines it was what I didn't see and what I picked up on and very often it, nothing was said directly mm. um, but I want to talk about public displays of affection isn't it because oh, interesting one yeah I mean you know 
I notice myself when I see couples and particularly um, couples of color, even, you know, you know, affection doesn't mean about holding hands and kissing necessarily, but you know, the, the touching on the shoulder and just, just touch, mm, isn't it? Just yes, touch. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be sexualized. This is true. I mean, one of the interesting things for me was, was, um, you know, I remember growing up, you know, growing up, at, you know, in the eighties and kind of a nineties and PDA, that was something black people just did not do. You know, it was kind of one of those things that black people, you know, you'd look and you'd see like this couple, you know, necking in the corner and you'd be like, no, no, that's not me. That's not me. I don't do that. Kind that was of thing. judgment. Let's it was complete judgment. Like, there was judgment. It was it's complete like, judgment. Like, you know, <laughs> exactly. But actually, what, what were we saying? We're saying that we, we don't want to um, display our affection. We don't want to show how much we love someone, you know, and. and um, but also it's because I think when you think about it, we are always on display, but not on our terms, mm. on terms, because people are always telling us we are this, you know, um, black people. Before we ever wake up, we're walking to spaces where people already have a perception and, and, and completely off the chart about who we are. And then we've internalized that. And so there's so much policing of our love before we even leave the house. Definitely. It makes it incredibly difficult because you've got so many scripts on in, in your head, which are at odds with each other. And then you, it is, I think it's much more difficult. And I think that's why a lot of us uh, blossom later because that by then we have enough distance mm. and have enough independence and have enough reflection time. So you know what? I want to do this. You know, I, I, I need to explore this for me. And I like to, I like to think that, you know, each decade uh, mm. of your life, you're dealing with something different. Mm. And I've reached the decade. I've literally just turned 50. Yay. Yay! Welcome to the fifty. Club. Thank you very much. Um, where and and I see the, the 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 that decade as the decade of I don't care. That's I how swear, I see but that. I, I, I still have public commitments and professional commitments. I have but, to honour. So, I mean, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying you're yes. going to see me necking someone on the on the underground anytime soon. But don't what I'm saying is, soon. all I'm saying is, if I want to show some affection mm. in public, mm. you know, and and it, and it is sometimes just about touch. Hug. A hug. I hug. There's nothing wrong with these things, and I and I think that you know it's it's interesting that we we have grown up with that background, coming back to the parents, mm. where that was something we didn't see in the home, and so therefore it was something that we felt was not acceptable to see that to see mm. that connection that touch. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just think that, you know, we need to, these things need to be blown out away. They're like cobwebs that yeah. need to be blown away. It's so funny. I think anyone who, <laughs> you, if you meet anyone who knows me, especially, if I, oh Lord, you know, I, I you know, um, what's this? Steve Harvey calls himself the, the chief love officer. Yeah. I, I, I think I was a um, love mercenary <laughs> because it was like, you are going to hug me whether you like it or not. And I did that with a lot of my older relatives. I'm like, you'd see them like, hello. And they see me striding over and you can see the terror in their eyes. And I'm like, you know what? This is going to happen because I am not carrying this into my future. Yes. You know, we need to soften, you know, it's and but again, just historically, everything else, you know, there's an understanding of that. But I think until we start talking about it, and another thing about it's so funny, isn't it? It's like we, we're constantly qualifying why we're doing this podcast. Um, but also about creating space for us to have these conversations, because we are not having them publicly. And the millennials, the next generation, they need to hear that they need to, I mean, we need to give ourselves permission to do what feels right for us. And this is another way 
so we can think you know what we need to have these conversations yeah. as well yeah and i think one of the things that joy will tell you i'm always saying this um that this project really was for me was was this idea of memory boxes you know this idea that we could capture the 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 what we wanted to capture the the advice um stories um laughter around a topic and we'd capture those in a kind of virtual memory box that would then be something that our children could refer to. So this is about discussing these issues around love, around relationships, around self-love, around community love, because obviously what's going on at the moment with all of these, these killings of these young, these young boys, you know, we, we're, we're literally, we are annihilating ourselves. And so it kind of felt right for us to have a conversation, open up a dialogue about love and if we can open the dialogue, maybe we can actually start applying some of this stuff. You know, this this is what it's why it's important to me. Yeah, and it's also let's be clear as well that about us being annihilated, but not you know, but attempted because we're still here. Yeah. Our stories live; they 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 surface and they rise. You know, year after year, because truth will out. This is a learning journey for us too, yeah. because I am still learning about love. Me too. Um, you think you know what you know, and and that's it you do know what you know but there's so much that I am still discovering about my capacity to love by putting myself in situations that's taking me completely out of my comfort zone but we are on Instagram uh, the black love project we're on Twitter black love UK and the website is the black love project.co.uk we're launching a full site in April and also you can look and see we've got a range of films and some more that we're going to upload you're going to have this podcast also we're writing books um i think what we haven't spoken about though to mm -hmm. be honest is spiritual love mm -hmm. and spiritual love is something that's so important to me um it's important to us as a race um you know we we have this inner love and inner kind of fire really um and I just think that that's something that is quite often forgotten today. I don't know what you think, Joy. Yeah, I think I think it's funny. It's, on one level, it's forgotten, um, but on another level, it's being revived. Um, when you think about people like Caroline Herrera, Awira, uh, and um, Jackie Holder, and what they did yeah. with their books from you know twenty years ago, like um, Soul Purpose and you know, about the whole thing around chakras, which Caroline uh, specializes in and, and the ancestral legacy, you know, from Africa about how we connected storytellings, one, um, spiritual connection in whichever way is another, you know, we pray in different ways. Meditation is really, really key. And I don't think that's ever gone away. I think sometimes it's just temporarily forgotten or we think it's forgotten because no one's prom promoting it or profiling it. Mm. I think it's always been there. Another thing as well, it's funny you said about that, that was came out really strong in the survey, isn't it about the fact that God <laughs> was seen, a lot of love was shown yeah, towards was, God yeah. and through faith and religion. Religion was a you really know, big so, And I think sometimes the, the, the idea of spirituality does get boxed into this religion box mm. it has to be within the bricks and mortars of a church and that there's a real code of conduct about how you behave but actually spirituality is within you and what wherever it takes you yeah i agree and i and i actually think this 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 subject is a mm. whole episode on the podcast on its Here own we go. Okay. you know i mean I, I i just think that because of course when we're looking for connections in terms of our love relationships we're also looking for that spiritual connection you know, we're looking for something and it's, it's 
what what does that actually mean to us you know i mean i know what my spiritual routine is i know what what i need to do spiritually i know i need to meditate i know i need to do some kind of physical asana some kind of physical exercise i need to move there's so many things that are important to me as an individual in my spirituality but i think just to explore the whole idea about spirituality between a man and a woman i think that that's a really interesting area for us to kind of delve into yeah and the thing is um when you think about spirituality, it's also, we've been talking a lot about parents, um, you know, as our sort of primary caregivers initially, and, and, and so guiding us in terms of our modeling about love. Also, it's about self-care and self-love. And spirituality is a great way to connect yourself with yourself, isn't it? And it doesn't like, you know, it's not about going out and being the Dalai Lama, is it? It's, it's just little things, it's being self-aware. It you is. know, it really is. Um, it's honouring yourself. It's yes, honouring yourself and and um, you know because we talk about affirmation, we talk about you know um, meditation. Yes. We talk yeah, about all these things. I mean, I'm, I'm, come on, we're going to have some American reference points. Yeah, you know, there's no question because Iyanla was so important to a lot of women, men and women, but particularly women, uh, in relation to that whole spiritual dimension, self connection. Oh, you know, yes, I and I, she, her book, Value in the Valley, that got me through quite a few of my difficult part points in my life. So, yes, I, you know, big up, um, Ianla, you know. Yeah, and, and, and also, you know, we, like I said earlier on, we're going to have some special guests in. And I think there's, you know, there's so many different types of love. And I mean, Patsy mentioned, you know, between a man and a woman and also, you know, between um, same gender. And the fact is, what is that experience we that again that's even under underrepresented and what that's what's like in different environments and the role of spirituality in that context and that's what excites me i think it'd be good to go back to some of the comments that has come through around love and how it's interpreted i.e as you know in terms of romance um one person said you know i guess i learned that romance and love isn't like in the movies um romance isn't like it is in the movies but love is real that's nice, isn't it? And actually, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about, doesn't it? This idea that we're told what love is, but, you know, I think we've got to find our own path. There's, there's, that's really important. And again, going back to, you know, having a sense of something rather than necessarily seeing it. Um, mm. Another uh, response, um, especially around issues around, you know, public displays of affection. I didn't think they were romantic in the days of parents, of this person's parents, but they loved each other. You could feel it. Mm, powerful. I've got another quote here, actually, which which I think is is quite a, a strong and powerful uh, kind of idea about love. Um, love represents a strength and beauty and victory, despite the weight of a history designed to divide and destroy us. I think that's a good point to end this podcast on, don't you think? I think so. So look, thanks for listening in. Thank you so much, guys. This is our first one. Um, you can let us know how you thought it's gone. We look forward to hearing from you. And we'll see you next month for our discussion around dating.